This episode is brought to you by the Passive Income Mastermind. If you are interested in financial freedom where your passive income is actually greater than your monthly expenses, then this may be a great fit for you. I'm actually a paying member of the Passive Income Mastermind. And if you're interested in connecting with the people that are building a similar lifestyle, a career, architecture, systems, and a network to solely focused on achieving financial freedom in everything that they do, I think this will be a great group for you to check out. Go to thepassiveincomemastermind.com and you will get all the details right there. Which brings me to this special episode regarding money. Influencers are not financial advisors. Today, I want to tell you about why you should not blindly do what your favorite influencer suggests. And in fact, should not blindly listen to what the what your favorite Google article or your Forbes article suggests. There's so much more to making financial advice the right fit for you. I'm going to break down the three big pieces to understand when it comes to money and how to take the right advice for you. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Just because someone is good at something doesn't mean that they're good at everything. I'll say it again. Just because someone is good at something does not mean they're good at everything. And just because someone is good on camera making content about something does not make them good at everything. I'll just tell you that again. Because it is important to not blindly do whatever your favorite influencer suggests. So if you were looking at one of my videos and I started talking about running a biotech company, you'd be like... Sharon, like you have no idea what running a biotech company is all about, or you have no idea, Sharon, about what lifting weights is all about, or you have no idea how to solve back pain. I don't have any expertise in those areas. So just because I have expertise in one area doesn't mean it carries through everywhere in my life. Yeah, I may dabble. Yeah, I may learn. Yeah, I may have some mentors, but don't blindly do whatever your favorite influencer suggests because influencers are not financial advisors. I'll tell you again, influencers are not financial advisors because they don't have any context on doing those things. Some do, but some absolutely don't. In fact, I will tell you the vast majority don't. And the actually the more famous ones don't. And it's totally okay because they're really good at what they do. Let them do what they do. Yes, they will share some ideas, and doesn't mean you take it as face value. Don't blindly do whatever your favorite influencer suggests. And so in today's episode, I'm going to tell you about three big things. Number one, what is the source of good advice? Number two, how do you kind of carve out operational understanding? And number three, I want to t- take you through my sniper mentor support system. And all of this came about because I was talking to one of my friends who is a uh, who's a cool influencer, knows she's fantastic, by the way. She knows nothing about the financial world. And she noticed that um, when she ever she mentioned crypto or whatever, she got like a deep spike in views, deep spike in engagement, et cetera. So she started giving crypto advice. She talked, started talking about Bitcoin. She got tons of views. She was able to get opt-ins, but she's never actually traded any Bitcoin. In fact, she doesn't even have a Coinbase account or Binance account. I asked her, I was like, hey, do you know how 
Bitcoin works. I saw your last video. She's like, Sharon, I've never done any of that. I have seen that it gets a ton of views. So I use those views as a tide riser. I use those views to get more engagement in my account so I can do more things with it. Especially, they don't have any idea of like Bitcoin or USDC or regulation. She had no idea whatsoever. And that's what actually prompted me to start kind of thinking about, wow, influencers are not financial advisors. They're utilizing their platform to do what's best for them. And that's totally cool. Many, most of them are very uh, giving and generous and they give great information on their platform. But the give the financial advice component, I, I, I would watch who you take that advice from, especially when I went through this with one of my friends. She's great, but she should not be talking about investing advice whatsoever. So based on all of that, I thought I would record this episode for you to give you a way to smoke out the truth. So out of the three things I'm going to talk about, number one is the source of good advice. Number two is operational understanding. And number three is my uh, sniper mentors. All right. So let's let's jump into the source of truth. Uh, one of the ways a lot of people ask me, like, Sean, who do you follow? Who do you listen to, et cetera? And I listen to anyone that has at-risk capital. I'll say it again. I listen to anybody that has at-risk capital, meaning who eats their own dog food, right? So take um, take my friends, uh, Alex and Layla Hormozzi, right? They're amazing. They, whatever Alex writes in $100 million, $100 million offers is, and Layla talks about in running a business, they do in their company. Like they eat their own dog food. And as they design and present those ideas, it makes sense because not only are they sharing those with us, they're actually documenting what they are actually doing. Now, they're not going to give you their entire playbook, but they're documenting exactly what they're doing. So they're eating their own dog food. If they're telling you that, hey, I, we price something this way for this reason, they're doing it themselves as well. My friend Jason Capital does something similar. When he talks about how to generate more views, more leads, more sales on Instagram or social, he's doing the same thing in his business. I love the idea of source of truth because if people are actually eating their own dog food. I like that. For example, I used to work at Goldman Sachs and when Goldman Sachs put out, uh, and, and some people don't like Wall Street and some people, like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. They are, uh, of all the companies that, you know, have stand, stood the test of time, they are a white shoe firm that has stood the test of time that has made more money than anybody listening here could have ever thought about making because that's, whether it's Wall Street or not, they did one thing really well, which is, all their effort is around doing what we call principal trading. The, they make bets based on the research that they have. So when Goldman says, hey, we think rates are going to go here, we think real estate's going to go here, we think private equity is going to go here, we think this stock is going to go here, the reason that they're stating that is not for any public market propaganda. They are actually utilizing their own research to trade their own per company dollars. Right When they do that, they are now actually putting their money where their mouth is. When people have at-risk capital and they actually do it based on that, that's really powerful to me. It actually takes me to the understanding of like, you know, coaches and consultants in today's world who have never actually talked to a client will give you advice. So they'll say, oh yeah, use this script with a client. And I'm like, that's cool. It's a good script. But you, Miss Coach, you, Mr. Coach, have never actually utilized that with a client. And the reason that feels disconnected is because they don't have to use their own dog food and there is no accountability for that advice, right? Having accountability for the advice you provide actually takes a huge toll and has a huge value in the things that we do. Uh, the other person that I watch a lot is Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is the chairman of Bridgewater and Associates. 
He's written a couple of really great books, but he essentially ran the largest hedge fund in the world. And so whatever he's talking about, he has at-risk capital. Whatever his macro views in the world are, they are manifested in how he runs his business and his hedge fund for his clients. I like Goldman's views and Ray Dalio's views a lot when it comes to financial services and the outlook of the economy because they have their views that are baked into at-risk capital. The reason I don't like Squawk Box, the reason I don't, I look at Jim Cramer, he's actually not bad, by the way, and all the other talking heads out there is that they, they are in the business of creating news and getting viewership. They're not in the business of giving financial advice. So they sit on squawk on the street and they talk smack all day long and they have no sense of, they have no at-risk capital. They have no, it's not like they're talking about a view in which they have that actually manifested in something. They're just talking and they're talking heads and that's okay. But taking financial advice from a talking head on squawk box or taking financial advice from a talking head on your Instagram feed, you gotta be very careful of who where is source of truth. And at-risk capital, is where source of truth is 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 a lot. Um, take Warren Buffett for example, right? Whatever Warren says, he does. His he spends five six hours a day reading through ten Ks and ten Qs and public filings and statements. He knows more about a business than the CEO of that business many times, which is a which is amazing to me, right? So if you if you think about that, like Warren Buffett probably knows more about Coca Cola and how the Coca Cola business works. He actually makes more from his Coca-Cola holdings than the CEO of Coca-Cola does. And there's at-risk capital there. So knowing the source of truth on how actually people, who people are and what they're saying is super, super important. There's a there's a really good um, sense of like, if they're rich, they should be good investors. And I just want to break that myth for you. Rich people does not, just because somebody's rich does not mean they're good investors. I just want to like, th those are not, those are not like mutually uh, those are not kind of mutually dependent. They are mutually exclusive. I know a ton of rich people that are not investor savvy. I know a ton of investors that are not rich. Now it's not good or bad, but just we assume as a society that just because someone is rich or wealthy, that they're good investors and they're not because they may not have the same context as you. A, a lot of, I mean, I have a financial advisor, right? And I have a decent understanding of this world. I have a financial advisor. I have money coaches all for a reason where to upgrade my game because I don't wake up and look at this day to day, day in and day out. We have a public company to run. So I, I spend a lot of my time running, like all my time running a public company, right? So my point is, it's important to recognize that just because someone is rich doesn't mean they're good investors. And so it's really, really important to not don't blindly do whatever your favorite influencer or your favorite talking head suggests is to know the source of truth. And the way to look at source of truth is what is at-risk capital. Just like my friend who said, who was investing in Bitcoin, she's never even invested in Bitcoin, right? And, but she's giving that advice. Now it's not good or bad and she's going to make a lot of money because she's got a lot of engagement, but she's playing a game and she's kind of not being honest, but she's doing it because she read an article, she did some research, she recorded a 30, 30 to 45 second clip in a very smart way, and that's generating views for her, and that's getting her popularity, which is fascinating, right? Second, I wanna talk about operational understanding, right? Operational understanding of things is extremely important. So I'll give you an example. Someone who has never operated cannot give advice to a surgeon, right? Meaning someone who has never operated a like a, a human, body can't give a surgeon advice like that's weird and so when it comes to, and for most things you know there is you don't need like deep operating knowledge but 
for things that are have deep granular impact like investing you just need somebody that has done it before that is not scared of the risk that is that understands risk and reward that understand mechanics that understand what you can and cannot do it's not it's not good that some people have it and don't have it but it's really really important to know that someone who has never operated cannot give a surgeon advice right so recently um one of uh there's been a lot of articles that basically said hey you should invest in treasuries and it's been it's actually talked about you should invest in treasury bonds you should and you should do a treasury ladder you should invest in treasury six months 12 months 18 months 24 months out and you should do that well here's the crazy part one of my friends um one of my friends lives lives in canada and he's been investing in the u.s treasuries right and he asked he he asked me he's like hey sharon i read this article on investing in treasuries i don't know how to buy treasuries and i was like I was like, dude, not only do you not know how to buy treasuries, 99% of the world does not know how to buy treasuries because you don't have access to treasuries. To really tr truly buy treasuries is not a simple process. Like you can't just go into your brokerage account and buy treasuries, right? A especially in the in the bid-ask spread that you want. Like when I was working, when I was a banker at Goldman, we actually had a treasury bond desk. We would call the treasury bond desk and they would help us facilitate the trade of buying treasuries. Most people don't even know how to buy treasuries. And so this a lot of this advice on buying treasuries is interesting, but there's no clean way to buy treasuries if you don't have the right facility to do that. Now, here's the crazy part. A lot of people have been given advice about buying treasuries, but the, bu the buying of the treasuries was exactly the reason why Silicon Valley Bank went under, right? In a lot of ways. They had, had the, they had their invest the capital invested in treasuries. They had a run on the bank. They had to pull out of treasuries, and because of the, they had a loss because of the hike in interest rates. Now it doesn't matter that most people don't have the operational understanding of understanding the inverse relationship between rates and prices. Like that is a foundational to investing in any kind of debt instrument. As rates go up, the price of that instrument will go down. As prices go up, the rates would go down. It's there's an inverse relationship, and because of that is what they had the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. Now, I don't expect the world to know that because you're listening to your favorite influencer who asks you to or read this article on Forbes that asks you to buy treasuries when when most of them have not bought treasuries themselves, right? And, and it's not good or bad. It's what it is. Um, the, I, uh, I had a friend recently ask me, he's like, hey, Sharon, I read this article about doing covered call writing. And I was like, yeah. I can so I explained to him what covered call writing is. Well, covered call writing is actually using the option strategy as an overlay to an existing amount of your stock portfolio or certain names. Well, most people don't know how to do that, right? It's actually ultra complex to be able to do. But if you can know how to do that, you can explain it. But people talk about it without actually knowing how to do that. Having the having the operating operational understanding of it is completely different from having the theoretical under, understanding of it, right? So look for people that have operational understanding of things. Um, my the the we buy a lot of multifamily and and understanding what this multifamily like how you buy the property what debt do you put on it what is value add where the where are the key components what is the risk what is net operating income what is the cap rates all of that yes you can understand multifamily as an operating asset class but the nuances of understanding it is is really really important most people be like oh yeah i want a piece of the gp and I'm like, you don't know anything about like buying this asset. You just want it because you have money. Money is not a problem, by the way. Like our balance sheets actually back all the assets that we buy. Money is not the problem. Having operating understanding of things is the problem. So what I want you to understand is how do you get operational understanding of things? And I want to let me give you the key around this. Having an operational understanding of things is building a network of people. Like my, I have two money coaches and they are Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. 
when I get stuck on the money stuff, when I'm thinking about money, when I'm thinking about wealth creation, when I'm thinking about structures, estate planning strategies, I ask Russ and Joey what to do. Now, they don't, they may not have the answers to everything, but they know, they're like, oh, Sean, this person can help with this uh, section of what you're asking for. This person can help with that. That person's expert here. Recently, I was working with Russ and Joey on implementing the Augusta rule, and which is essentially, you know, um, renting your primary residence back to yourself within the IRS tax code, which is completely legal to do, but you have to do it correctly, right? So Russ, Russ and Joey explained to me that, hey, you need to get a commercial valuation on your house, a commercial valuation on your house. Then you need to set up a lease agreement between you and between you and 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 uh, between your company and your house then you need to have an agenda then you need to build the uh build have, have the lease agreement set up then you need to have the monies facilitated because if you don't do unless you do it that way it's you don't check all the boxes of actually implementing the augusta rule right now most people are like oh yeah i can just take a deduction for 14 days but they don't have the operating understanding of it right and having that having somebody actually walk you through that is so so important and i have googled I've Googled so many articles about the Augusta rule and what Russ and Joey taught me did not exist in, in any article that I found on the internet. And I probably Googled for two hours. So think about that for a second. Something that is so popular as using the Augusta rule that is that you could actually utilize online that has substantial tax savings that is completely legal to do, but is but is not done well because people don't have operating understanding of it. And that's what's super, super important. So um, if you don't have a money coach, you should get one. If you don't have a money mastermind group, you should find one. You just need to find a way to actually talk to somebody about money because otherwise you're going to either listen to people you shouldn't be listening to, like random influencers talking about Bitcoin, or you're going to try to hack it your way and do Google-based knowledge, which most knowledge does not exist that way, right? Uh, that's number two. And here's number three. I want to talk about sniper mentors. Uh, I love having sniper mentors in my life. When I say sniper mentors, they're very specific in in what they do. I told you about my sniper mentors who are my coaches, Russ Morgan and Joy Murray. They helped me have created this, the backbone of infinite banking, which is the idea of becoming your own banker. So you actually have your own bank so that your bank never fails, like Silicon Valley Bank, right? So our family is building a bank, and it's not a bank in the traditional sense of going and getting a banking charter and having a community bank called Sharon Bank. No, but we use whole life, inf- you know, insurance policies as a vehicle in using the different banking method to create a cash flow vehicle, which is pretty powerful. Um, I love. I have. I have friends and advisors at J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs who are amazing advisors to me. They tell me, they give me a sense of what the public markets are doing, what the markets are doing, what the rates are doing, what the risks are, how to manage portfolios. Um, for everything that is multifamily related, I talked to my partner, Robert Pereira, who's a CEO of Arc Multifamily Group. Everything that happens in the multifamily world, may it be money, debt, uh, net operating income, how you actually you know have manage cash flow, everything to do with investing in big real estate assets in the multifamily world. I don't talk to anybody else except I talk to Robert because he's an expert at it. He's my sniper mentor when it comes to that. When it comes to flipping and and thinking about using value add real estate in the residential space, I talk to uh, Niti Damjar, Jamdar and Palak Shah who run open spaces. Uh, they use the Burr method. And it's, it's, you know, they buy and then they do their, right? Like all the R's, um, they actually rehab it, they refi it and, and make, make it all work. But the key part of that is having somebody to go to who can actually talk to me about the Burr method, which is very, very specific. 
And then, of course, I have uh, two of my mentors, uh, Peter Lowy, who has been my, you know, my partner and mentor for 25 plus years, and Wes Murray, who, who he and I went to business school together and have many investment together. He ran a hedge fund. So whenever I'm doing something money related, I run it by Peter and Wes. So I'm very specific when it comes to that, having sniper mentors so they can give you a sense of op in, and from an operational capacity how to do things. Most people wing it. Most people are like, oh, I don't want to talk to Sharon about this. I don't I don't want to tell Sharon I only have this much money. When you do that, it actually makes the world very, very messy because we start then either listening to our favorite influencer or talking head or reading Google, and it's still never the final result, right? That's why having sniper mentors is really, really important. Um, if you guys, by the way, if you like any of this stuff and if you want kind of tactical advice that I give to uh, the CEOs that I advise, the companies that we invested in across the board, I have this private podcast called 10K Wisdom. It's it's raw, it's real. There's no intro or outro. It's straight to the point. It's under 10 minutes. I call it 10K Wisdom because I want to try to get $10,000 worth of value, uh, value in every single episode in under 10 minutes. It's totally free if you would like it, but it's not public. So go to 10kwisdom.com and my team will activate it activate it for you, okay? Uh, hopefully that's helpful. So let's recap really quick. Number one, when it comes to the source of truth, look, look and find people who eat their own dog food. If someone is providing advice and they're acting on their own advice, I like that because that shows there's contextual advice to what they're doing. Number two, you need an operating understanding of money. It just because someone has this theoretical understanding of buying Bitcoin or uh, buying treasuries or uh, buying covered call writing or whatever, it does not work. It needs to be more specific than that. You need an operational understanding of money. And number three, the sooner you can start building a bench of sniper mentors, the better, because the the depth of and of their experience and all that they know over the years is is really, really hard to accumulate and beat. And you want that because what is a normal what is normal to an expert is very abnormal to us. Like you could ask me, hey, how do you do covered call writing? And I could tell you, you know, how I how I calculate volatility. Like it's very normal to me, but it's very abnormal to you, right? Because you don't do it day to day. So knowing that is really, really important. So my my biggest advice that I can give you is influencers are not financial advisors. Just because you like a talking head doesn't mean you should listen to them about money. Second, just because you read something on Google or in a Forbes article doesn't mean you should do it. You need to actually have operating understanding of it. So number one, have a source of good advice. Number two, have operational understanding of it. And number three, build a sniper mentor system because when you start doing that, things get very, very fun. Uh, this was helpful. Can you just do me a favor? Because my goal is to create some content for you that you think is beneficial, at least to warn you, at least to help you, at least to give point you in the right direction. So what would help me because I don't know uh, if this is even helpful if you could just kind of just screenshot this episode right now just screenshot this on your phone or wherever you are and just tag me on Instagram at least I'll know that this you liked it and so I can make more like this all right so just screenshot this and tag me if you want more information on the things that we are personally investing in right now um, I'd say just DM me the word invest just go to Instagram DM me the word invest and then I'm sure my team will pick it up and I'll tell them to send you stuff on what we're investing in. All right. I hope this is helpful to you. Remember, influencer, not financial advisors. Do not blindly, do not blindly do what your favorite talking head says or what your favorite Google article says. Uh, look past that. Look for the source of truth. Look for operating operational understanding and look for sniper mentors. Screenshot this, DM me the word invest, and I will catch you on the next one. 
Patreon. I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.